No, I don't think I ever have asked you if you were ready. You always just start recording, and That's then true. all of a sudden, a hundred and some odd episodes in, <laughs> it's just a, hey, you ready? Hey. Hey, hey, bud. You want to do this thing? You ready for recording now? We're going to record podcast. You're right. I don't think I've ever asked you. I think early on, mm-hmm. a feature, I thought, I don't know that I ever communicated this to you, but I thought a feature of the show was that we would just jump right into it without much explanation. Yeah, but here we are today, just we're one step away from having a producer walking in going, five, four, (laughs) three, two, one. They have to whisper at the end. They do. Well, they don't even say the one, they point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like if anyone would produce us, Mm -hmm. I want to see if you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. If you could pick one person out of the persons that Mm -hmm. we know, the Mm -hmm. persons, the monies, the persons Mm -hmm. that we know, like all, like that we both know. That we both know. Because I know people that you don't know. I like, see, what if I wanted to choose one of them? I see how this gets complicated. Yes, people we mutually know. Mm-hmm. Who would that person be to produce the podcast? Ron. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know a Ron to get. Oh, we do. We know a Ron. <laughs> this is a very inside joke, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Ron's a very elderly man. Yeah. Who's who's he's lo- a delight. Very, he's lovable. He's he's actually, and I'm not making this up, one of my favorite people on the planet Earth. I can completely understand uh-huh, why that is. Uh-huh. You sort of want to be him when you're old, don't you? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> I don't With think... fewer chest pains. Well, yeah. I want fewer of those, but the rest I'll I, take. I, can I say that I think he's a much nicer person than you are? <laughs> well, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> are you going to, you're going to be like a jagged rock. Mm-hmm. That's in the in the pond. Okay, I mean in the the river. Yeah, you're gonna smooth with age. Sure, I think I can see that for you. And then I'm going to erode into sand. <laughs> yeah, well, as we all do. <laughs> and then that sand will be compacted into sedimentary rock. Mm-hmm. You'll soften. You'll harden. You'll soften. You'll harden again. Someday that sedimentary rock will be dug up by a, a geology class. Mm-hmm. Hi, Roy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll study your layers. Eventually, a kid will come to class hungover one day, yeah, yeah. drop you, turning you back into dust. And then probably puke. Puke. Yeah. You'll, that'll get intermingled. Because college kids, am I right? <laughs> the janitor will come and put that magic stuff on it, mm-hmm. that magic dust. Mm-hmm. Ma- spill magic? Spill magic. Is there an actual name for it's it? It's spill magic, yeah. I just always called it the puke sand. <laughs> this is a free ad for spill magic. <laughs> What you reach for when you want to clean up vomit? Spill magic. The only reasonable choice? Uh, sure. Trusted by professionals everywhere? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'd like to see the infomercial for spill magic. I always just thought that was a weird choice. Because it was never like they throw it on there and then immediately clean it up. No, they wait. It's like, hey, I know there's puke in the middle of this classroom dust <laughs> all right well i'll be back in an hour or two <laughs> it's specifically designed to give janitors a smoke break that's what the yeah. whole, <laughs> they built that into the product <laughs> i saw an infomercial this morning for the first time in maybe like 20 years probably how 
I mean, you know, I don't. You've watch, missed so many products. I was at the vet at like seven thirty this morning. You've missed so many products. Pretty sure they're still selling like the Ronco pasta maker, which that was like a yeah. good fifteen years ago. Well, I mean, they never retire any products. <laughs> from infomercials they just add to them the one change i've noticed is the fucking they were still selling the same shit essentially i mean they were they were making pasta out of vegetables instead of like chocolate pasta which is what i remember from the ronco infomercials well that's a much healthier choice yeah that and the electric food dehydrator and the who says we haven't advanced as a society (laughs) um the thing that I noticed is the production value has gone up exponentially. Yeah. I mean, it looked like they shot all that stuff back in the day on, like, you know, a broken camcorder. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's like it's like in HD and the audio's great. And, I mean, the people still look... Oh, welcome to Sushi Jack Knife, by the way. Those people <laughs> still look... I could see us like not. One day yeah. we're going to do an episode and we're never going to say that. We probably have. I'm Justin. Point. That's Nathan. We're people. Um, that's the only introduction you're going to get on the show like this. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a person too, listen. So the production values have gone way up and the acting has gotten marginally better. Like it was never great, <laughs> but like it's marginally better now. The, these are now, they're now hiring actors that could be background actors on CSI Miami. Correct. Whereas Not before, still a show. they were like dropouts from like high school theater. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. Who had been doing, quote, other things mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of acting yeah. professionally. They, yeah. Well, I mean, they have to gain life experience before they, they can act well. Right. You, you can't put out your, you know your best performance you have to work a job you hate for 20 years Mm -hmm. before you can do that you have to you have to gain the proper amount of malice in your heart (laughs) before the art can come out oh i love heart malice Mm -hmm. i do love heart malice Mm -hmm. yeah is there anything we need to update the people on in what way i don't know you having any feelings feelings yeah about just anything i mean i went camping you did that's not a feeling that was that's an event we could we could discuss that if you'd like what how was your camping trip well camping and hiking fine uh Uh, however (laughs) yes the campground that we we were next to um so so we have our campground it's my wife and i yeah no child Mm -hmm. just the two of us at one campground and then roughly we'll say 20 feet in front of us is another campground yes this campground is one of two that is being rented out by roughly 12 adults and 10 children oh boy Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so um oh that just sounds like madness so our campground was like the relaxation area yeah like we're just watching the fire relaxing was it just and then, you and your wife and baby no no baby pay oh, attention i'm pay, sorry pay attention i was not paying attention um so we're we're just relaxing looking at the fire playing a card game or two then right over in campground one <laughs> yeah there's there's Frequent shouts of from 
women saying things like, Where did your shoes go? <laughs> Put your shoes back on. <laughs> oh, where where did his shoes go? <laughs> um, Needless to say. It, it was not relaxing over there. The Early on in the evening, they came over and brought us food. Oh, that's nice. They brought, like, they had a grill, and they were grilling chicken and corn, and then they had cooked some rice. Okay. How do you cook rice? Well, I guess you could. Well. Not generally. But... It was actually the best cooked rice I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe... Maybe everyone should go learn how to cook rice from these Those people. Those people know something. Yeah. Um, but he brought it to us saying, in a sort of joking way, it's going to be loud over here. So we're trying to get on your good side. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they acknowledge that it was going to disturb you? Yes, they were but like you? in a joking way, but uh, they weren't. The, I'm joking, but really I'm not. I'm not joking. They did it, they <laughs> this did it is going to be bad. They did it in that white people way, didn't they? Well, sure. I mean, they were not white. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. not all. It's not only white people that camp. Racist. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's only white people that like... Middle Eastern descent next to us. They can camp as well. Um, <laughs> but do they camp as well? Just kidding. No, they seem to be camping quite well. The rice <laughs> rice was very good. Did you not hear me say that? I did hear you say um, that. I did. This this is just a side note. Just because I, just in my life, I've not spent a lot of time around Middle Eastern people. Yeah. Like it just, I don't, I haven't had the opportunity to be around them. Um, so it caught me slightly off guard to see two of the women in the full gear doing their prayer before bed. Oh, yeah. Like right by our yeah, yeah. picnic table while, while we're playing a card game. Like they had a hijab and everything? Yeah. yeah. And the, the rug. The oh, yeah. rug and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. Which, while we're playing the card game, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to, like, I don't want to... Be, be impolite? Be, you know, <laughs> yeah, I win! In the middle of their prayer. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know what protocol is in that situation. <laughs> Anyway, you, I, that's a side note. I have a nice picture of that happening, mm-hmm. you and you being very nervous. Uh, it wasn't really nervous. It was more just like a, well, we're going to play our card game real quietly for like the next five minutes. <laughs> what card game were you playing? Wow. Exploding Kittens. That's a card game? Yeah. How do you play? Maybe this is not the time. You buy the game Exploding Kittens and you play it. Oh, it's a it's one of those. It's a card game. That you buy, though. It's not like you play Instead it with... of one of those card games that you get for free, yes. Well, you know what I mean. That you play with regular <laughs> playing cards. Anyway. Anyway. So the best moment of the entire experience next to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's been my quote of the last couple of days. Uh, one one of the moms was very angry at the father. I'm assuming the father. I'm just attributing, by the way, all these relationships. I don't. You don't. It know. could have just been like, you know, uh, eight random women and eight random men and ten kids they kidnapped. Or Though whatever. that seems unlikely. I don't. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but she was yelling at the father of the child. Saying, he has to go to the bathroom now. He's about to poop himself. He has to go now. He's going to poop himself. Which is fine. But at the same time, there's a 10-year-old girl 
who hears that they're going to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. And she and no one is paying attention to her. I think I'm the only one who heard her and I'm not even at her campsite. <laughs> she is looking up at adults going, I, I need to go to the bathroom too. I've been farting into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, Poor uh, child. So, yeah, we made it. The kid, I think, went to the bathroom. Both of them. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Whether it was in their pants or not, the one just kept farting in them. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah, that was a good time. We're on our way to Asheville this week, so we're taking a little trip as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to hike? Uh, I don't know. Are you going to camp? No, we're staying in a hotel. You should camp. I don't want to camp. Why? What's wrong with camping? What, like you hate it. nature? I like camping, but I just don't want to do it right now. Oh, it's so good. I'm excited about being in a hotel. I like hotels. Nah. I enjoy hotels. Nah. Just remember that if you had a black light, you'd wish you were camping. Oh, come on. <laughs> I worked. At, I told you I worked at a hotel, right? Yeah. I was did you ever take a black light in one of those rooms? Uh, you know, I think we did. <laughs> Actually, did you no. have questions about how that got on the ceiling we, when you did it? We found blood. We found all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was pretty weird yeah yeah pretty strange place to be yeah hotels are great (laughs) there's some guys that i went to school with actually like got a room and then later that room got busted they had been like trying to make meth in that room (laughs) oh boy rural north georgia that's that for you yeah they they had been trying i can't confirm or deny whether they succeeded (laughs) i mean it it was a, a horrible mess yeah in there so if nothing else they just don't keep a clean work site when right. they're trying to do things. Correct. Correct. I can't speak to the quality of the drugs that they may or may not was have Was it made. blue? There was some blue business around. Because, I don't remember. Because that's what you want, the blue stuff. That's the good stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Watch Breaking Bad. You'll I understand this stuff. So this You've is... missed out on so much. You, you don't like nature. You don't like Breaking Bad. You don't like anything. I'm racist. Mm-hmm. You you hate Middle Eastern people. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Um, the The reason I said like like white in that white people way is because it seems like it's always white people. They're like, mm, sorry. You know what I mean? No, it was very considerate Middle Eastern people. Well, th- Middle Eastern case, people can be considerate too. I know that. Justin. I'm just saying that Justin, it's not just white people that are considerate. <laughs> There's no way that I'm going to get out of this. There's no way <laughs> for me to backtrack in mm-hmm. such a way that you're not going to come up with it cuz you're like you're like a pundit waiting to happen. I'm just in some ways. You really are. I'm just saying that, you know, if you really want a maga, fine. Just go make America great again. I'm just going to be okay with all the people the way they are. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, All right, Tucker Carlson, let's go. You, what? (laughs) Tucker Carlson. Carlson. Well, you brought him up. Yeah. Which, uh, which, our, 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 our child in the White House. Ah, yes. So this is a little old news, but I felt like we had to get to it because, um. Well, it's a local story for us. It's a local story. (laughs) And, and I have expressed my affection in the past for one, even though he's a Republican, I have express my uh affection for one bob corker and i felt really justified 
in my affection towards him uh, last week. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard the news so far, but basically... Or, or not. Do you and wanna, they just don't care. Do you want to give them the point-by-point? The point? Well, I mean, the point-by-point the point is essentially... <laughs> um, <laughs> Bob Corker told, was it the New York Times, well, Wall Street he, Journal? He gave an interview to the New York Times, yeah. Um, which, in it, he said something along the lines of uh, the child in the White House. And at some point also tweeted, <laughs> yeah. uh, after Donald Trump got upset with him. For not re running for re-election. Yeah. yeah, Bob Corker is not running for re-election. Replied to him on Twitter because this is where all of our important political discourse is hashed right. out these days. Right. It's 2017. Oh, boy. Our political discourse belongs on the same place where Justin Bieber has 5 million followers. Just it's a guess. Somehow, Don't know how many somehow. there are. Um, <laughs> he replied saying that... Um, the White House is a... It's... An adult it's daycare adult center. daycare, and apparently yeah. someone missed their shift. Right. <laughs> Which, I feel like everyone's focusing on the adult daycare thing. Uh -huh. The everyone missed their shift thing, I feel like it's the better burn. <laughs> yeah, it's a good burn. Yeah. Like, it's a good two-part. He set it up and he knocked it down. Yeah. yeah. But Clever just, man. They were just focused on the setup. Yeah. Um, post, post that... Corker um, gave it a interview uh, with the New York Times with a journalist uh, named Jonathan Martin. Um, and apparently, you can see from this conversation they've talked before. What I have in front of me here is excerpts from uh, that interview from the New York Times. <clears throat> this was on October 9th. We get through some pleasantries. Hey, Jonathan, how are you, sir? Senator, I didn't know you could handle a blade that well. Nice, right? <laughs> uh, Corker, well, we'll see what happens. We know that we will see some tough times, but it was the right thing to do. Now I'm going to jump ahead, obviously. So just a couple like quotes I pulled out here. I mean, this is the juicy stuff, guys. This is Corker. He says, so, sure, I mean, the president concerns me. That's a... I mean, there's no question. Actually, that's a pretty diplomatic way of saying it. It is. And I like him. <laughs> Okay, I enjoyed playing golf with him, you know. He's a very courteous, kind person. It's not that I dislike him. So, th I, part of the reason I wanted to read this is I feel like the news and, and everyone is sort of saying, like, oh, he was so, like, so, like, burned him so hard. But really, that only happened in the tweets. This interview, he's, he's pretty diplomatic. Right. Um, but he did burn him. He did burn him. Like, it was a sick burn. It was a sick burn. But not so much in this interview, more from the tweets. Um, and he just, sh you know, shot that back. Uh, let's see here. Continuing here. I know for a fact that every single day at the White House, it's a situation of trying to contain him. He concerns me. I'm, I'm just skipping through the interview, guys. He concerns me. I mean, he would have to concern anyone who cares about our nation. But a lot of people that, eh, let me put it this way. I think that, uh, so I'll just stop there. He starts and stops quite a bit. Sure. I mean, do I want him to be successful? Absolutely. Well, yeah, because the alternative is is not great. No, it's kind of instability. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, look, I want him to be successful, and we have worked with them in every way possible. This is a Republican saying this, by the way, an established Senate Republican, uh, Foreign Relations Committee and all that. I'm constantly, I talk to Tillerson 
at length yesterday morning. I mean, we're working with them constantly on core policy issues. I met with Mnuchin on the tax issues. Do I understand that it's a daily exercise of the White House to keep him in the middle of the road? Yes. Do I want our nation to be successful? Yes. The volatility is, to anyone who has been around, is to a degree alarming. But again, I don't wish him harm. He's got people around him that have been able to keep him, generally speaking, in the middle of the road. The tweets, especially as it relates to foreign policy issues, I know have been very dangerous, very damaging to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it turns out that people take it seriously around the world. Wait, what? Uh-huh. When the president of the United States puts something in print. You mean like when he just randomly, just on a whim, now threatens North Korea? Uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, threatens um, to yeah. start a trade war with China? Or things like that. Things like that. Uh, this is Martin asking a question. Have you talked to other colleagues who feel the same way? but aren't speaking as candidly as you are in the Senate. And Corker answers, oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually the perfect answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say, look, I want to be the same person I've always been on the policy issues. I want to see good things happen. None of this to me is personal in any way. I don't know why the president tweets out things that are not true. You know he does it. Everyone knows he does it. But he does, and I think people, sure, I mean, I would say, look, (laughs) except for a few people, the vast majority of our caucus understands what we're dealing with here. There will be some, if you write that, I'm sure there will be some that say, no, 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 I don't believe that. But of course they understand the volatility that we are dealing with and the tremendous amount of work that it takes from people around him to keep him in the middle of the road. No question. Martin asks, is the country in jeopardy, do you think? Corker answers, One of the reasons that I've supported Madison Tillerson and Kelly last week is, again, as long as there's people like that around him who are able to talk him down, you know, when he gets spun up, you know, calm him down and continue to work with him before a decision is made. I think we'll be fine. Sometimes I feel like he's on a reality show of some kind when he's talking about these big foreign (laughs) policy issues. And he doesn't realize that we could be heading towards World War III with the kinds of comments that he's making. Oh, boy. It's like it's an act to him, and that, and sure, that bothers me. Just from the standpoint of, I, I mean, I know he isn't necessarily a warmonger. I don't believe that he's a warmonger in any way, but I don't think he understands. That's kind of a theme throughout this that I noticed. He doesn't think he understands. I just... That made me have a brilliant idea to save our country. Yeah. Um, What if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We distracted Donald Trump Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by giving him his own presidential reality show. For instance... Oh, boy. (laughs) I like this idea. (laughs) He's in charge of... I don't know. We'll just throw some celebrities out there, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, whatever. Um, You know, keep them busy. Right. That would be great. Can we (laughs) do something to get them busy? As a challenge, like, get the presidential turkey pardon ready. They have to go get the turkeys. Right. It's a challenge. (laughs) And they have to do it on a beach. What? Yeah. And then, then he judges their performance and 
he spends all of his time judging whether yep. Ted Nugent and Kid <laughs> Rock got the correct turkeys. Yeah. Uh, voting people off one by one. You know, Ted Nugent's gone. Sarah Palin's gone. Sarah Palin's in the show. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so is Bristol. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. And Bristol's 19 children. <laughs> I just feel like every time I hear her name, it's, and she's pregnant also. That okay. seems to be a running theme, yeah. Congratulations to her. <laughs> go, Bristol, go. I don't know anything about her life except that she is a baby factory. <laughs> um, that would save our country, though. Yeah, it would. Just it would give them something to do. Yep. Uh, last quote from this, and I got a little bit more on this. Um, it's just not the way a president acts. We are a military might around the world. We are respected. So thank you, Bob Corker. Thank you for being candid. Thank you for doing it on the record. You, you um, know what cynical me thinks? What does cynical you think? <laughs> and I know Bob Corker actually thinks thinks these things. Yeah. But cynical me thinks he's now coming out saying these things after supporting Trump all this time. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not running for re-election, uh-huh. and he knows if he's outspoken yeah. Senator Bob Corker when he retires – CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, every every outlet is going to be banging on his door, wanting him to talk. I think that's a fair point. <laughs> I don't. I, I think you could, you should be cynical about he, stuff like he's, this. Uh, he's angling for that pundit job. Maybe he is. I mean, look if 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 he wants to speak truths, if about, CNN, uh, the Republican world, I'm into it. Man. If CNN will let Rick Santorum on. They'll definitely take Bob Corker. I mean, Rick Santorum. Right. By the way, since he's not running, we have a very, I was going to say difficult, but it's not difficult at all, choice to make in Tennessee. Marsha Blackburn is Uh, running, who is not, uh, she's not okay. She's not okay on 700 million levels. There's a guy named James Mackler who's running uh, on the Democrat ticket. He's uh, an attorney. He was, he's a war veteran. Um, I don't know. Seems like a decent guy. Anybody but Marshall Blackburn for the most part. Though I don't want an Alabama scenario to develop in Tennessee either where we have two horrible choices in front of us. <laughs> Just saying, we've got a chance here, guys. Tennesseans. We're the volunteer state. Let's the, do something good. The good news is, I, um, after hating Marsha Blackburn, not hating... That's not the correct word. It's a strongly disliking yeah. Marsha Blackburn yeah. in a hatred sort of sort way. Of way. <laughs> um, the whole time I've lived here, yeah. I now get to actively vote against her. You do. That's going to be fun. I haven't gotten to vote against her no, before. No, because she's not in our uh, district. But now yeah. I get to. Now you get to. Uh, I got some more. I got a lot on this stuff. Uh, there was the little comment, L-I-D-D-L-E. I, Whittle. So, <laughs> little. My gut reaction when I heard that yeah. is, like, I, I'm okay with Bob Corker. Yeah. I don't love Bob Corker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, for the most part, forget Bob Corker exists. Yeah. About 95% of my life. Yeah. Um, calling him a little Bob Corker yeah. just makes him seem adorable. I know. I, I Endearing. Want, I want, it sounds like a toy that would be a hit this Christmas season. Yes. And get your children... Little Bob Corker. Ink. <laughs> I'm Little Bob Corker. <laughs> you down with LBC? <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> you down with LBC? 
The White House is just an adult daycare center. <laughs> I'm little Bob Corker. I mean, you could just put a bunch of phrases in there of uh-huh. shit that he's recently said yeah. and squeeze it. <laughs> There's our product, Nathan. Um, Who forgot their shift? <laughs> according to Zach C. Smith, who is an adjunct professor of history at Jackson College. Oh, just an adjunct? Hmm. Yeah, little Bob Corker is likely to get the last laugh. That's usually how it goes. Because Congress, you know, it's weighted in favor of Congress. Now, uh, <laughs> where's the good one? Uh, oh, my God, where's the good one? Here we go. This is from uh, this is from the Post as well. Alexandra Petri wrote kind of an amazing article here that I, I wonder, I really want to read parts of this. Is that okay? Uh, I don't. How long is it? It's not crazy long. Is it Washington Post? It's Washington Post, but it's opinion. This is opinion pages. Okay, so um, you got to start. I, I'm putting that by out revealing there. it's an opinion piece. It's entitled "The Good News About Bob Corker's Comments." Everyone in the Senate agrees. <clears throat> Wee. <laughs> <laughs> she what she's offering here, as she describes it, is a rough summary of his comments. The president. Oh, no, he's totally unfit. I am terrified for this country. Everyone in the Senate agrees. That is why we have, so far, not really said or done anything to contradict his agenda, except by a margin of one or two harrowing votes after receiving approximately 1,850,000 irate phone calls apiece. But you have to understand, we are constantly terrified. We should all be terrified. It's even worse than you realize. Picture what you think it is, and then light it on fire and toss rusty nails and loose plague rats everywhere. This sounds like you to me. That's why that's one reason I wanted to read it. Like, you you would write this. Um, in the opinion section, yeah, I would write this. Of course. Just to be clear, <laughs> I would not write this as a news no, piece. No, 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 no. Listen, this is a living nightmare. The president no longer speaks in complete sentences, if he ever did. The last time we visited together, he was gnawing on what appeared to be a severed human leg. This is in the Washington Post. You know that painting of Saturn devouring his children? That's his bedtime ritual. Oh, poor Eric. (laughs) Chief of Staff John Kelly is very faint and weak because he doesn't know what would happen if he ever slept when the president was awake. He is squatting on top of a giant throne of empty Red Bulls, hissing at anyone who approaches, and he is still the sanest man in the building. I don't know how much longer he can stay awake or what will happen when he shuts his eyes. <laughs> the last time I visited the White House, they had put those little plastic things in all the sockets, and when I casually went to plug in my cell phone, three different aides screamed at me not to touch anything because of, quote, what happened last time. <laughs> I don't know what happened last time. After looking into an aide's haunted eyes, I don't think I ever want to know. I think the only thing that lets me sleep at night is that I have not seen what he has seen. (laughs) That's why I have voted with President Trump more than 80% of the time. (laughs) Look, everyone in the Senate agrees. We all know how bad this is. Whole subcommittees have gone in on timeshare bunkers together. World War III is a real possibility. Fortunately, the contractors who supply weapons for World War III are in one of my colleagues' home state. So And the individuals whose charred, bleeding hands will supply the arrows and stones for World War IV are in all of our states. So there's a slim upside there, I guess. But we know what a pathetically thin thread this country is hanging. We all know. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good stuff. I really, 
just to wrap it up here this is not normal this is not okay and i am doing what it takes giving an interview to a media outlet stating my concerns and uh no that's that's sort of it but that's doing something i feel it's still more than anyone else has done for too long this has been an open secret that no one does anything about but now it will just be an open thing that no one does anything about there we go that's progress yeah. i think so thank you uh again that was by alexandra petri and that's that. that that's awesome. why i'm cynical on yeah. the whole thing yeah bob corker's had months not and i'm not gonna trash bob corker because if i'm gonna trash bob corker i have to trash everybody pretty much all of the and on both sides of the aisle because oh yeah we also have the the democrats that it Literally, Trump could walk up right. with a plan that says, I'm going to just let you do whatever you want, that's, Democrats. That's right. And there would be at least one Democratic <laughs> senator that would go, no, nah, I don't like it. Yep. I don't trust that. That's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> and so I'm I'm just too cynical to get way excited about yeah. this. But it is nice. It's nice. It's nice it's that nice. someone is finally going, hey. Yeah, he he's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I've got. We really have two more articles, but only one more on this. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. That's uh, good. This is in politics from the Post. This is Ashley Parker and Greg Jaffe. It took two people to write. It did. They they post posted this at 6 a.m. this morning. So good for them. Inside the, quote, adult daycare center, how aides try to control and coerce Trump. So just a couple things I pulled out of this. This is a quote. If you visit the White House today, you see aides running around with red faces, shuffling paper, and trying to keep up with this president, said one Republican in frequent contact with the administration. That's what the scene is. One defining feature of managing Trump is frequent praise. I thought this was worth pointing out, which can leave his team in what seems to be a state of perpetual compliments. The White House pushes out news releases overflowing with top officials heaping flattery on Trump. In one particularly memorable cabinet meeting this year, each member went around the room lavishing the president with accolades. Yes, yes, I remember this. He and not not on their own, right? Either it was kind of like a hey, what do you have to say, bud, about yeah. me? <laughs> mm? What's your favorite thing about how awesome I am? <laughs> it it's really a lot of the time. It's starting to feel like when he passes something, you know, like when a three year old does a drawing. Yes, and everyone's yes. just like, "That is really good, so great. You did such a good job," but. Everyone secretly in their head is going, that, that three-year-old sucks. It looks nothing like, like a He dog. is an awful three-year-old. <laughs> His art is terrible. He is just a nightmare. He's dangerously inept. <laughs> He's going to get us in a war with North Korea. Right. That's what it feels like now. It, it's exactly what it feels like. Uh, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers wrote in a Twitter post that, I just had to read this, Mnuchin may be the greatest sycophant, sycophant in cabinet history. Oh, yeah. Oh, burn. Especially in the early days of his presidency, aides delivered the president daily packages of news stories <laughs> filled with positive coverage. And Trump began meetings by boasting about his performance, either as president or in winning the White House, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
some aides and outside advisors hoping to push their allies and friends for top postings, such as ambassadorships, made sure their candidates appeared speaking favorably about Trump and conservative news outlets, and that those news clippings ended up on the president's desk. Wow. Well, and uh, this kind of behavior, they're saying earlier this year, it's not just earlier this year. Right. This last weekend, right. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, the New York Times wrote an article talking about how he had made all the promises during the campaign and he hadn't followed through with them. <laughs> exactly. And instead of just doing like every other president in history would have done <laughs> and ignoring the article, Donald Trump tweeted the writer oh of God. the article's name and said, you forgot to list these things and then listed <laughs> things that are accomplishments yeah eh, like the keystone pipeline eh, i guess you did get something done um but <laughs> if that's the mm. threshold we have here you accomplished a thing yeah yeah oh my god Ugh. <laughs> that's gross. it <laughs> gross gross yeah so uh it's it's still happening it's oh, not going it's, away. Oh, absolutely. Soon. No, it's not going away anytime soon. He he wants everyone to just love him. Maybe yeah. if we all just loved him, maybe he'd stop. If we loved him enough, mm-hmm. do you think it? Mm, do you think if we loved him enough, he'd just disappear into nothingness? <laughs> it would be an interesting experiment to see if Barack Obama held a press conference and came out and said, "You know who I think is a great president, Donald Trump." <laughs> Man, he's getting a lot of things done. He's a really great president. Oh, boy. If Donald Trump would then stop his whole, well, I'm going to dismantle everything Obama ever did. You know what? Tactic. You know what? <laughs> I. It might work. It, it might. And it might be worth trying at this point. Barack, if you're listening, I love you. I miss you. I miss you so much. I know you're a humble man. And moreover, you're an intelligent man. Who thinks about things in the with the future in mind mm-hmm. in the long term? Yeah, for for the best of everyone. You're you're set for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That book deal alone, boom, you taken to, care of. You get to water glide or whatever you did with Richard Branson <laughs> anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's worth trying, Barack. And save us if you don't want to write a speech. Just go find the the transcript of uh, the speech Trump gave today in the Rose Garden about how <laughs> him and Mitch McConnell are great friends. Oh, God. Just take that and substitute out names. I guarantee you, Trump would not notice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw any of that. <laughs> I didn't today. Donald no. Trump, because everyone's saying they don't get along. Right. Because For, they don't get along. They don't get along. Um <laughs> They've been saying shit about each other. Right. Donald Trump had a whole press conference with Mitch McConnell oh my God. about how they're great friends. Really, we're closer than we've ever been. We're the best of friends. Blah, 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 blah. And Mitch McConnell looks like there's a Secret Service agent across <laughs> the Rose Garden with a sniper rifle aimed directly at him in case he crosses him. <laughs> it's just this terrified look. Oh, man. Uh, it's hard times folks 
we hadn't covered a lot of news in a while, so I thought it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. And, and again, mm-hmm. like we say, it hit close to home. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 man. I got one more article. What? Go ahead. <clears throat> it's a, it's a it's a gear shift, and you have you shift. have highlighted oh the crap out of this so article. much stuff. I'm actually concerned so that you don't have any highlighter left. Well. You know how you have lots of things that you don't ever use? Like highlighters? Yeah. I'm fine. I, I'll be honest, I have three at work. Don't don't use highlighters. Yeah. I don't know why I have... No. I also have a stapler at work. It's 2017. Everything's <laughs> digital. Why do I have a stapler? It's odd to me that it's for this podcast that I ended up highlighting things. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Amber, stop scratching or whatever you're doing. Podcast dog. Um, <clears throat> this is in the food section. Okay. Forget the handmade wreaths. Now Martha Stewart hangs with Snoop Dogg and makes weed jokes. I had no idea. Yes. They, I had no idea they have a show together. Yeah, man. Season two's coming season two, up. That's why this. That's why this article. Yeah. What's the name of the show? It's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I actually don't know either. They're. They're legitimately friends. Yes. This is. That's what I learned today. The show, like, that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's on VH1. VH1 is. is all about odd couples. They just pair up random celebrities with each other for things. It's called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party. There we go. Yeah. But they knew each other Pot before luck. that and were friends before the show. Yep. 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 He had been on Martha Stewart's show. <laughs> so crazy. They made brownies. Of course they did. Um, Regular Old-fashioned brownies. I think they put green sprinkles in them to <laughs> represent, you know. I saw Snoop Dogg was on Jimmy Kimmel talking about being on the show with Martha Stewart. And um, he asked him if, like, she critiques his pot brownies. <laughs> <laughs> and he said no. But what ends up happening is Martha Stewart tries to get him drunk every time they do something. I yeah yeah I know a little bit about that. <clears throat> this article starts. Uh, this is by Maura Judkis. I'm sorry, Maura. Maura. Here are some of the things Martha Stewart has done on her new show with Snoop Dogg. She has worn a blinged out cheese grater. That sounds right. She has drunk out of what can only be described as a pimp cup. <laughs> she has taste tested a stoner recipe for a pizza omelet. She didn't flinch when Rick Ross said to her audience, I want to make some noise for Martha because baby got back. (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. Ah, The fact that she's ever been in a room with Rick Ross is really just enough to make me happy. (laughs) She now makes weed jokes and hangs out with Wiz Khalifa. (laughs) Yeah, second season starts on uh, Monday next week on VH1. Uh... (laughs) Uh, um, Martha says we had little Yachty, yeah. Yachty, L- little Yachty, little Yacht, little Yachty. He's not great. Okay, in case anyone wants to know, <laughs> do you know him? This is, after all, <laughs> the same woman who wrote an extensive blog post about bathing her donkeys. Her bo- her donkeys are named Rufus, Billy, and Clive. Naturally, it's there the would s- be a Clive. <laughs> It's the same woman who, in a roast of Justin Bieber, delivered a withering monologue calling comedian Natasha Leggero 
quote, the dirtiest used up hoe I have ever seen. <laughs> And mm-hmm. gave Bieber tips for when he, quote, inevitably goes to prison. <laughs> oh, this was so fun. Um, Martha's 76. She's also tried on a grill. She's shotgunned a beer and gl- and taken glugs out of a 40-ounce bottle of malt liquor on this season. Snoop says of Martha, she's taught me how to have better food etiquette. How to be more professional in the kitchen. I showed her a few things, the ghetto way of doing things, such as his method for making bacon. She says of him, he's really laid back. (laughs) I would imagine so. (laughs) And she genuinely likes rap music. She says, ever since I saw 8 Mile, it started with... (laughs) Oh! Ever since... Uh, it started with Eminem. I like that kind of poetry. You, and- you know what's interesting here? <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know if you heard the whole Eminem thing this last week. No. On the BET Awards, Eminem gave a freestyle, really it was more of a spoken word poem thing, about okay. how awful Donald Trump is. Oh, great. Go in. And Keith Olbermann, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Olbermann, let me... Let me give some background on my feelings for Keith Olbermann. Okay. I don't like Keith Olbermann. <laughs> Keith Olbermann was, before he was fired, MSNBC um, yes. equivalent of Bill O'Reilly. Yes. I don't like Bill O'Reilly. No. I don't like Keith Olbermann. No. I, th- those are the rules I have set. Those are the two lines I will not cross. <laughs> right. I understand. Um, so Keith Olbermann, after it, tweeted, wow, after 29 years, I finally get and enjoy rap music (laughs) and everyone jumped on him going oh after all of public enemy and blah 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 just a white guy that's all it took for you like (laughs) rap music got it same with martha stewart yeah there you go eight miles she just needed a white guy battle rapping and she's in (laughs) and she says that her and rick ross are email pals Please, please tell me, please tell me they're forwarding cat memes back and forth. I hope so. I really hope so. And Rick Ross's, it's all the very innocent cat memes. <laughs> this writer says, Snoop is becoming Martha, and Martha is becoming Snoop. <laughs> Snoop is unsurprisingly high for every episode. He says, And life. Yeah. Sometimes I may smoke one blunt. Sometimes I may smoke 100 blunts. It depends on what's necessary for me to what I'm doing. Yeah. And then he has some cocktails, as you alluded to, Mm -hmm. because many episodes kick off with Martha demonstrating a drink recipe. Mm -hmm. Every episode I was drunk, every one, Snoop said, (laughs) the lines become that much more easier. The flow becomes natural. It's more relaxing. You're not doing a job. You're just having fun with Martha Stewart. Um, Have you seen the ad for this show? No. Have you seen the movie Ghost? Yes. Wait. I want you to think of the iconic scenes in the movie Ghost. The one where they're doing the clay? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The promo for this is Martha Stewart doing, I, I, I think it was still clay, but doing something like that, and Snoop Dogg is behind her helping her <laughs> shape it. That is fantastic. <laughs> Those are the two people that we're talking about here. That's fantastic. <laughs> Then they have sex in that movie. 
Are they having sex? Crazier things have happened. I bet Martha is having sex. I don't know with who, but somebody. <laughs> with Rick Ross, it Maybe. sounds like. <laughs> Baby got back. <laughs> uh, Martha says, I like humor. I like all kinds of humor. I don't watch horror movies, though, and I don't watch porn. I don't watch any bad stuff. What? Why would you feel it necessary to throw that in there? That is... You are being very defensive. No one accused you of watching porn, Martha Stewart. However, she does know what sexting is, and she's done it. With regrets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... I just have to read the little bit of the wrap up here that uh, that the writer did. This is pretty well. It's just part of the part of part of her point overall. Uh, the thing for all their odd couple dynamic, Martha and Snoop aren't so different. They're both lifestyle gurus. Snoop has a cannabis company with artful packaging. Uh, they're both rich people who live in fancy homes. Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> when they appeared. Uh, on a hundred on the uh, one hundred thousand dollar pyramid, Martha grilled Snoop <laughs> on the intricacies of interior design, wainscoting, sconces, credenzas. He answered every question correctly. So he knows a little bit about interior design. I, I would bet you that multiple times in his life, yeah, he's gotten so high that he's just turned on HGTV and just zoned out for hours Hours, at a time. That's how he knows about interior design. He's seen all of the property brothers. Yeah, oh my god. At one point a meme went around, a picture of Snoop and Martha from the Holiday Brownie episode of her show. Uh, He's in a three-piece suit, she's in a holiday sweater. The caption reads, be mindful of stereotypes. Only one of them is a convicted felon. If only that were true, because Snoop uh, is too a felon, having been convicted of uh, drug possession and position, p- possession for sale in 1990. And also, um, we will throw in, he was charged with murder. It's kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Snoop says, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do a cookbook. He's doing a cookbook. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course he is. Why not? He gave her some uh, pot seeds. Okay. And she's considering growing them at her main home. But she says... Quote, because she's a felon, I need to find out if I need a license. Wise decision, Martha Stewart. Wise decision. I I mean, I don't know much about growing pot, but I would assume that Martha Stewart, (laughs) if she got her hand on pot seeds, would have the best artisanal pot. It would be so good. Organic artisanal marijuana. Yes. (laughs) She just takes a leaf off and sticks it in her mouth. It's very herbaceous. Oh boy! Um, uh, the obvious thing is not going to happen. They're not going to do a line of gourmet weed edibles. Um, <laughs> she says she'd rather do a line of her own hydrangeas or tulip bulbs. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, and funny enough, the suggestions at the bottom of this article for other articles to read. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the food section in the Washington Post is 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 just brimming with humor. Here's some other articles. I used every pumpkin spice product I could find for a week. Now my armpits smell like nutmeg. (laughs) Okay. This one. Um, (laughs) This is good. I tried a microwavable mug cake for one and fell into a deep abyss of despair. (laughs) So that comes after you eat the cake. I always assumed that that was... 
like there was prerequisite. Yeah, yeah. there was the despair, <laughs> then the cake. Oh, and this one actually ties in artisanal marijuana crab cakes. Is this the future of getting high? <laughs> thank you, Washington Post. Oh, okay, thank you, guys. Man, so incredible. Uh, oh boy. Um, you want you want to get that going? I want to get it going. You want to get that going? Let's get it going. That quick hit music? Let's, oh, yeah. You uh, got that going? Shit, damn it. You got to let me know. Well, I... You got to let me know. Obviously, it was going to happen. Let me know. You got to let me know. Um, Word of warning, by the way, oh. this this week's quick hits yeah. um, has been shaped by the news, which has not been overly cheerful. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's not been a good news week, guys. So... Uh, Joshua Boyle, uh-huh. the man who was released by the Taliban this week after being kept as a hostage for five years, said it, quote, didn't enter his mind that he was serious when his captor told him that Trump was president. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Name three things <laughs> that the man would have believed were real pieces of Trump news. Mm, okay. From that from that period of time. Three things he would have believed that were real Trump news. Mm-hmm. He got another season of The Apprentice. Okay. Uh, his entire family died in a plane crash. Okay. And that Access happens. Hollywood bus. <laughs> that, that one. That one. Yep. Definitely would have believed By that. the way, I don't want his family to die in a plane crash. No. Just him. Just Definitely not Tiffany. Poor no. Tiffany. If anything, Tiffany should be the survivor. She should be. And she probably wouldn't even be allowed on the plane with them, she'd so she's be probably the one fine. in Leonard Skinner that's still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump claimed this week, today, that he was closer than ever to Mitch McConnell. Wow. Who is enjoying that closeness less? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mitch McConnell. I, I want to... I, I want to say that he meant physically. They've actually oh, never... Oh, they're lovers They've now. never been closer, mm-hmm. meaning in, in, Mitch has never in been inside him. They, yeah, until this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, what they do is they get all the cabinet secretaries together, and they have a big fiesta of cocks. Yeah. I mean... That sounds like an episode title. <laughs> fiesta of cocks. Um, the world this week came crashing down on... Poor, poor Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. As multiple victims of his sexual harassment and sexual assault came forward. This follows Bill Cosby last year and about 50% of the men at Fox News this year. Correct. At this point, keeping in mind how many people now have been busted, what percentage of the United States has been involved in complicit behaviors with people like this. A good, like, uh, a good we've 25%. Gotta be at a, yeah, we've got to like, be at a quarter, right? Easily. It's ridiculous. Easily. It is ridiculous. I mean, Bill Cosby's, that spanned like four decades. It's it's terrible, it's deplorable, and it's not okay. No, no, it's very It's bad. very not okay. Um, so, some lighter news at the okay. end here. Okay. To get away from, from rapey. Uh, this week, Jane Skinner Goodall okay. told the Wall Street Journal that she had used a fake Twitter account to defend her husband, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Oh, okay. 
That's not Jane Goodall. Like no, okay. Jane Jane uh, Goodell. Goodell. Okay. Yes. All right. Who <laughs> is this story more embarrassing for? Now I'll I'll lay it out for you. Okay. On the one hand, all right, you have the wife who had to admit to the Wall Street Journal, yeah, I made fake Twitter accounts to argue with strangers about things that my husband did. Yes. On the other hand, you have the husband who's an NFL commissioner that no one really likes, who has to have his wife <laughs> make a fake Twitter account to come to his defense because no one else is going to do it. I mean, I think I think him, but like the real loser in the situation is is all of us. Yeah, yeah. everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> everyone loses. Oh, poor Roger Goodell. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. It's just a matter of time until something comes out about him, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, think of a dude in a position of power. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Just give it time. Yeah. And with that, turning this off. Well, there's sirens in the background. It's like we're making a rap track live right now. Mm-hmm. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how we keep from going under. I I don't think you came up with that yourself. Not (laughs) (laughs) broken glass. Listen to some fucking Furious Five guys. That's good stuff. The message. Yeah, I mean you can. You don't like that? It's fine. It's good. We're we're a few decades beyond that now. Well, it's that's why it's a classic. Oh boy! I mean, people have improved on the formula. Of course. Are we going to do a special Halloween episode? Have not thought about it. I've thought about it a I've little put bit. Zero seconds of thought, thought into anything. I'm not saying we're going to do that, guys. So don't get your hopes up. <laughs> um, it's a possibility, or not, or not a possibility. We don't know. We. It's a mystery, much like Halloween. The mystery of Halloween. Oh, I like that. All right, Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife, guys.